0: Welcome to AFQ's Financial Power Podcast, building your financial power one segment at a time. And I'm your host, James Dickerson, Director of Member Experience here at Atlantic Financial.
1: And I'm your co-host, Brian Peller, Certified Credit Union Financial Counselor and Business Development Coordinator here at AFQ.
0: This week, credit card do's and don'ts, how to swipe responsibly. We're talking all about it today, so let's get started. All right, Brian. Well, this week's question comes from Michael in Joppa Town. He is getting his first credit card uh, and he is wondering, you know, what are some tips and tricks to make sure that he does it the right way? You know, so I figured, why don't we give him the top five do's and don'ts of how to swipe responsibly and and help him figure out how to get started with a credit card right? Absolutely. You know, uh, last
1: week in our Halloween special, we talked about you know, credit card issues and what can happen when you get that first credit card. So, this is a, a good follow up to, to that because uh, it's so easily to be seduced by the credit card.
0: Yeah, we don't want to end up like uh, Mikey Spender, Spenderson, or whatever his name was from mm. the Halloween episode. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, what do you think? Let's start with the dues. You know, let's talk about some of the things you should do when you get a credit card and, and when it comes to using your credit cards responsibly. What do you think the first one should be?
1: Um, probably the, the, the biggest one, and that is make more than the minimum payment whenever possible. Because when you just make a minimum payment on a credit card, if you have any kind of balance at all, that minimum payment will cost you so much money and take years and years and years to pay off.
0: I couldn't agree more, Brian. I definitely think that that's a big one. You know, making sure that, you know, if you, if you can look at your bank, your credit card statement and it tells you how many years it's going to take to pay it off if you make just the minimum payment. And it even says if you pay X amount more than the minimum payment, here's how much faster you can pay it off. So paying more than minimum payment is the number one thing that I would say you should do. And I think that the second thing, and this one isn't really going to help out Michael, but I think that it's a good example to, for everybody else who might be listening is, is if you've had your credit card for a while, and you've been making your payments every month and you've been using it responsibly, call them and try and get a lower interest rate. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that sometimes just picking up the phone and calling, uh, they'll lower your interest rate just for the call. So uh, it's definitely something worth looking into if you've had your card for, I'd say, at least a year or two.
1: Absolutely, and w- once you have built up that credit history, then you can you know, talk to them about a lower interest rate or shop around for a lower interest rate if they're not willing to work with you. But you should, if, you're, if you have good credit and you have some history of payments, uh, there's no reason why you should be paying 29% interest on a credit card or even 19% interest on a credit card. And of course, we always recommend, before you do all that, go to your credit union and get a, a fairly um, based interest rate credit card.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, find a card that's going to provide you the good balance between rewards, because most credit cards are offering rewards nowadays, right? So if you're, if you're interested in cashback, if you're interested in travel, you want to weigh those rewards against the interest rate that you're going to be paying and, and make sure that you're making an educated decision between the two. And you're right, Brian, your credit union is a great place to find that balance, Um, you know, to find a cashback rewards credit card that's also going to have a reasonable interest rate uh, is a is a great opportunity to get the best of both worlds.
1: And the other thing to keep in mind is that between those two types of things, and and speaking of interest rates here, is we only recommend a rewards credit card or a cash back credit card on a credit card that you're going to be able to pay off on a monthly basis. If it, if it's something that you're going to carry a balance on, that you know it is there for emergency use, and that is emergency after you deplete your emergency fund savings account. Th- you're better off going with the lower interest rate, no rewards card uh, because the interest rate difference between a no rewards card and a rewards card can be quite, quite substantial. So um, I love rewards credit cards, but only if I can pay it off every month and earn those rewards and uh, use it instead of my debit card.
0: Yeah. And another thing when it comes to rewards, I know we're going to go off on a rewards tangent here and maybe we should just do an episode about that later, <laughs> but um, you know, make sure that if you're looking at a rewards card that they're not also charging you an annual fee for that rewards card. And if they are, those rewards better be great. Uh, because if you're going to pay a hundred dollars a year to have the credit card in general, uh, you better be making that up and then some in rewards in order to justify that expense. So, uh, that's a good point. So, what are some other tips that you could think of? What are some other dues, Brian?
1: Uh, I think another do is uh, to make sure you keep your accounts open and you're um, paying on time. As as you know, that one of the biggest things to, to your credit score is the length that you've had your account and your history of paying on time, not being late.
0: Absolutely, and and one of the it's a big one here, and I want to make sure that we talk about it a little bit more in detail is keeping your accounts open. Uh, a, not, a very bad idea is if you've had five credit cards and one of them you've had for 10 years and the other four you've had for two is to go out and close that 10-year-old credit card uh, because that payment history, while it's still on your credit report, it stops impacting your credit score. Uh, and so now, all of a sudden, your credit score is based off of two years of payment history instead of ten years of payment history. So uh, it can have a pretty big impact if you go off and you know close your oldest credit cards. Now, the only exception to that rule, I would say, Brian, is if is if there's negative payment history on that credit card. Uh, it's it's typically okay to close it. That negative payment history is going to impact your credit either way, uh, but at least you know you can start building fresh payment history on a new card.
1: I would also, just play devil's advocate here just a bit, I would also say that um, to close that older card is okay or a good idea if you're getting favorable terms on the newer card. And that what I mean is that there's no annual fee on the new card, but there was on the old card. The interest rate is much different between the two cards and they won't um, change your interest rate. Then it's okay. It's gonna hurt you, um, but in the long run, financially, it might be a better decision.
0: I'd be inclined to agree. the only caveat I'd say, Brian, to that is if that old card's not charging you an annual fee, right. And the new card is not requiring you to close the old card, uh, I don't see any benefit in closing it. It would just be a cut cut it up and forget it scenario for me. And, you know, you have to be responsible enough not to use it. Now, if you have an honest conversation with yourself and you know that you're the type of person who's going to use that card if it still exists, uh, then you, you, you're right, Brian. You may want to go ahead and just close it because we don't want to put you in a bad situation.
1: I agree 100%. Uh, I have another one. Okay. And that is, um, I think you need to think about your interest rates when choosing a card to apply for and to make a purchase. You should always look at the disclosure before you apply for a card.
0: Yeah, typically when you're applying for a credit card, they're gonna give you either uh ranges of scores or a list of, I'm sorry, a ranges of interest rates or a list of possible interest rates. So sometimes it'll say the card's either 2999, 2599, or eight. $29.99, or it might say between 10 and 25%. Uh, either way, you want to be looking at that information before you submit an application to make sure that you want to be anywhere in that range. Because if the credit card is either 2599 or 2999, and you don't want either of those interest rates, then don't even waste the application. Don't even apply for that credit card. Uh, and you can also see on that same form what the annual fee is going to be, if there's going to be an annual fee and what the late charge might be or the cash advance fee might be. You know, all of the fees and interest rates should be included on that same disclosure. So you can make an educated decision about the card before you even submit an application. Now, obviously, interest rates are always subject to credit score. So you may apply and they may offer you a higher rate than you were expecting to get. But it's going to be within that range that they disclosed in the beginning. So it's important to look at those disclosures.
1: And also keep this in mind when you apply for the card that inquiry is always there. But if it comes back at a rate that you're not comfortable with, you can decline the card. Sometimes you have to call because, you know, especially if you do it in a store, uh, the, the, the cashier doesn't know anything about canceling the card. Uh, but you can you can if you have if you don't use it, you can cancel it with minimal effect to your credit score. However, the inquiry will still still be there.
0: yes. and and I think that we should also talk about really quick when we're talking about thinking about the interest rate when you're making a purchase, you know, not just picking the card that's in the front of your wallet, but thinking about which card you have that has the best interest terms for the item that you're purchasing, you know, making sure that if there's a credit card, that if you're going to be carrying a balance for a few months and you have a credit card that's running a promotion, that maybe that's the card you use. Or uh, if this if you have a store card for the store you're shopping in already, don't apply for it just because you're there. But if you already have the card and they're, we're going to give you 0% for six months and you know you're going to pay it off in those six months then maybe that's the way you want to go. But you want to be conscious of the interest rate that you're going to be paying for a balance before you make the purchase and if you're going to be carrying that balance. So just having those thoughts in your mind before you make the purchase can a lot of times dissuade you from making a bad making a bad decision, right? It might it might help you avoid some of that overspending that you don't necessarily need to be doing if you have that conversation with yourself about is this television really worth the price plus 28% interest on top of it. Uh, And maybe it's not. And maybe we decide not to buy it until we've saved to, to make that purchase with cash.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, I think the final do is if you've gotten things out, things have gotten out of hand, ask for help.
0: Absolutely. You got it. You can't be unwilling to ask for help or avoid it and bury your head in the sand. We talk about that a lot uh, on the podcast, you know, facing these problems head on.
1: And we're going to talk about some of the things that happen in the don'ts next, but, you know, just keep in mind that if you're an AFQ, Atlantic Financial Federal Credit Union member, we have free uh, counseling here, free financial counselors available to you. We have uh, our online and by phone uh, partnership with Coffee um, and they will even do debt management with you. So there are all kinds of things, but you, you, you need to ask for help if, if you get into a bad spot. And you know what, and I, me and Jimmy talk about this all the time, just because you're in a bad situation today doesn't mean it'll be that way tomorrow, but you got to take steps to fix it.
0: That's correct. You definitely have to face those things head on. So, those are the do's. Those are the things you should do when it comes to using your credit cards responsibly, Michael. You know, starting out, those are important things to keep in mind. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the don'ts, things we should avoid doing as often as we can. Uh, And I think the number one thing, Brian, for me anyway, is going to be don't go over 50% of your credit limit. That's right. And if you can't, if you have to go over 50% of your credit limit, don't go over the limit altogether. And Michael might be thinking, well, it's my credit limit. How can I go over it? Well, you can. And it costs you money and it impacts your credit score a lot if you go over your limit. So that is something we want to avoid 100%. No questions about it. Don't go over your credit limit. But if we can, we really want to keep it under 50%.
1: Yeah, A few years ago, it used to be that if you went over your credit limit, they could charge you a fee and and the government came in and regulated that. And they can't charge you the fee anymore for going over your credit limit. But what people were all happy about but didn't realize is that every dime that you go over that credit limit is now immediately due. Immediately. So now your payment, which maybe you were having a hard time just making your minimum payment before, but now if you go over by $100, your payment could be $100 plus the minimum payment which is hundred maybe it's 175 dollars and you get nowhere because then when they add the interest back in on the payment you, you've gotten absolutely nowhere. so you definitely do not want to go over your credit limit and it is something that you have to monitor. no one's going to call you from uh, ABC credit card company and say um, Mr. Jones, you're you know ten dollars away from your limit uh, that no they're not going they're not going to stop you from doing it so you need to manage the money. And uh, you know what a good way to manage money is, Jimmy, is it with a budget.
0: <laughs> That's absolutely right. And I think that it's also uh, important that we say that you don't have to spend your way over your credit limit. Right. If you get close to your credit limit and you're just making your minimum payment, well, guess what? The interest you're being charged, that can take you over your credit limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's important that you, you're, you're not even getting anywhere near that. It so, says, you know, if you only have a $1,000 credit card, we don't want to be spending more than $500 on it.
1: Yep. Um, another one, and this is a big one for me, is don't use credit cards to live outside your means. And basically what that means is that when you get done paying your bills, if you're then going to the grocery store and using credit cards to buy groceries, you have a problem and, and you can't ignore it.
0: Yeah, but Brian, how do I figure out if I'm living outside of my means?
1: You know, Jimmy, I think that's called Budgeting. Yes, and we do offer an entire right. webinar on budgeting here, available twice a month. And if you don't have time for that, we also have uh, it on our YouTube page, our webinar, our budgeting webinar.
0: Yeah, And we also have a ton of podcasts about it so far. So yes. I'm sure we'll have every, plenty more. Yes,
1: yeah, so if they did a word search, every one of our podcasts would have that word budgeting in it. I'm I'm almost certain of it.
0: Absolutely. Well, number three, don't, don't take cash advances. But it's so easy. Uh, yeah, we just go right to the ATM and withdraw cash, Brian.
1: Yeah, there's uh, a yeah.
0: Why, why do we say don't take cash advances? Well, there's a couple reasons. First of all, and this is true no matter what institution you go to, cash advances start accruing interest immediately. So, unlike purchases, if you pay off that bill the day it comes in, you don't pay any interest on that. Uh, But if you draw a cash advance, you start paying interest the day that you draw that cash advance out. So you're going to start paying interest whether you pay it right when the bill comes or not. And the second thing is, Brian, that most of the time, this is not true at Atlantic Financial, but most of the time, the interest rate is significantly higher on cash advances than it is on regular purchases.
1: A lot of times it's the most allowed by law. Thirty percent, thirty-two percent for a cash advance. So again, if if you find yourself relying on cash advances to make it through the month, um, you need to reach out and, and talk to someone and try to come up with a better plan.
0: That's true, Brian. It's it's that that's that's when we know we need help, right?
1: Yep. Uh, number four, I think is another good one is don't apply for a ton of credit all at once it gives you a bunch of inquiries that negatively impact your credit you may or may not get approved uh, for credit because they've seen all these inquiries and they're wondering what's going on so you really should only be applying for the credit that you need when you need it
0: yep michael i hope you haven't applied to 15 credit cards Mm -hmm. before you've listened to this podcast but brian is absolutely right uh, we, want, we want to limit that as much as we can. Credit inquiries stay on your report for two years. They only impact your credit score for 12 months, but they're going to be on your report for two years. And you don't want that inquiry section of your credit report to read like the encyclopedia. Uh, you want it to be a, a brief summary of the you know six inquiries that have happened over the last two years, not the 36. So trying to avoid as many of those as we can is absolutely crucial.
1: That's right. I think, Jimmy, that brings us to our final one, and you mentioned it earlier, but- don't bury your hand, your your hand. Jeez, <laughs> oh, don't bury your head in the sand if there's a problem. Don't bury any part of your body, but especially not your head. You you need to address them head on. Is it is it hard? Is it and I hate to use this word, but embarrassing that you're having a problem? Maybe, but you can't fix it until you talk to your creditors about what's going on, and you have to give them as much information upfront as possible so they can give you the best solution they can. If you don't pay your bills and you don't call your creditors and you don't talk to them about what's going on and why you can't, they're gonna assume you just don't wanna. And then they're gonna come after you hard. And that's when you wind up in collections. And then you are really forced into, you know, telling people what's going on. And at that point, it may be too late. So um, as soon as there's a problem, as soon as you see there's a problem, you need to start talking to your creditors.
0: That's absolutely right. You know, we I did, I did foreshadow that a little bit in the in the in the dues section, but it yes. is important. You know, we have to make sure that we're not running away from these problems because the longer we put them off, especially at the interest rates that people that were being charged on credit cards, the problem just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and compounds over time. So, you know, we have to make sure that we're addressing these problems as soon as they come up.
1: And Jimmy, I'd like to add here too that. Sometimes when you're having problems, you do need to prioritize what's getting paid. And um, we're talking about credit cards here, but we want to I want to make sure that people know that you need to prioritize your housing and your car first if there's issues. You, you don't want to risk losing either one of those things. So, um, and that's why you need to then call your credit card companies and talk to them about problems you're having because you don't want to be... Um, in a situation without a, a place to live or, or a, a car to get you to and from work, especially here in, in this in this area that we live in where there's not a lot of great public transportation.
0: That's true, Brian. And, and you know, if you're getting into the situation where you do need to decide um, who it is you're going to pay and how you're going to pay it, Uh, that's it's time to to seek help. It's time to talk to a professional. It's time to get someone else involved in this process that you can trust is out for your best interest. That's when you reach out to Brian. That's when you reach out to me. That's when you reach out to the credit union or uh, another financial partner that you have that you trust uh, to help you through those difficult times because that's what we're here for. Uh, we deal with this every day. We're going to be having an unemotional viewpoint for you. That's going to help you find some clarity in a very foggy, emotional situation. So reach out, ask for help. There's resources available. There's people here to help you. Um, and I hope all that information helped Michael, uh, with starting uh, his credit journey and getting started with his credit cards. And, um, I, if you have any more questions, Michael, please feel free to email marketing at afq.org again. Um, and, and, and we're, we're happy to help you anytime that we can.
1: Yeah. And I think the, the good thing, I, I, I want to leave it on this note too, because we just talked about all these don'ts and all these problems. Credit is not a bad thing. A credit card is not a bad thing. So I don't want to scare Michael into thinking that maybe he shouldn't get one because you do need to have a credit history, especially later on if you want to buy a house or something, you know, big purchase. So it's just, we want you to, to be careful with it. It's f- so easy to get carried away. And we, we, we want you to avoid that part of it.
0: It's all about using it responsibly, right? Yep. All right, Brian. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. I, I hope Michael got everything he needed out of that. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Jimmy. Well, that's it, AFQ family. Thank you so much for joining us today. Links for everything we discussed will be included in the episode description.
1: Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment and a rating.
0: And don't forget to follow us on social.
1: You can submit your own question by emailing marketing at AFQ.org and you might even be featured in a future episode.
0: Join us next week when we talk about rental properties, what to know before you become a landlord. We'll help you figure it all out right here on AFQ's Financial Power Podcast.
1: See you soon.